Hey, this is Vinny Caruana from The Movie Life. I am the Avalanche, peaced out, constant elevation, and you're listening to the podcast and we know things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 232 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news, even on them slow weeks. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. That's okay if it's a slow week. My birthday's on Sunday. I know. I know. My dad's is on Saturday. That's how. I know. Yeah, I would never forget. forget. You know, just another year, COVID birthday. You know how it is. Yeah, I'm going to have one, too, for my second. It's crazy. It's just like you think, oh, two weeks to slow the spread. And a year later, everybody's a moron still. All right. Uh, Let's continue (laughs) on the path. Let's let's continue on that note. Uh, You and my dad text each other all the time on your birthdays, which was always cute. I always loved that. Yeah, you know, me and your dad, that's that's our bond, our birthdays. That's like a decade in the running. Like, it's been a long time since you guys have been texting each other. I'm like, I say happy birthday, dad. He's like, yeah, Sam already texted me. I'm like, God damn. (laughs) He's like, God, he beat me again. (laughs) Same thing on Sunday. Happy birthday, buddy. Best damn co-host in the business. Yeah, your dad beat you to it, fucker. Right. I mean, you, you would you'd win if you stayed up like twelve oh one. You shoot him that that text. You're good, Greg. You got me. You I know? will not. I will not. Uh, even though it is on a Saturday, there's a decent chance I might this this year. Who knows? But well, we are live here on Zencaster. Thank you, Zencaster. Even though we thought you were down, it was a user error. Uh, well, <laughs> hey, I logged in. I didn't know it logged me out, but I it was my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. We'll just say user error. Just, it's both of our faults. It's what's yours is mine, Sam. What's mine? No, is mine. no. This one, I have to take responsibility. <laughs> we got our picks of the week tonight. We're going to do trivia. Four and a half for Sam. Three for me. He has a commanding lead on me with a chance for it to eat, grow even further. Not excited about that, but I am excited about our top three, which is going to, after the trivia piece, before we get into any news, be our first thing we talk about here uh, as we're going to go through, and this is for our East Coast brothers and sisters, really the Philadelphia area brothers and sisters. We are going to do our top three Rita's Water Ice flavors. That is right, friends, in the tri-state area that have Rita's Water Ice. We're going to go through our favorite flavors ever. I feel like we've done this before. No, honestly, I was going to say, as we, as like we're saying, like when I first said it to you, I was like, oh, we were good. But when you said it, I was like, I'm pretty sure we said this, but fuck it. Let's do it. I, I think we've done this before. Uh, as I have thought about it throughout the day, I was like, I feel like I've said this, but it is spring. The weather is warming and our, and guess what? Our palates have changed. So even if we have done it before. Outside of my top one, two. I, I would honestly three. bet if we did it before, my answers are probably still like dead on. My two and my one would be the same because that that hasn't changed. Shit has not changed for me there. I'm still just the, I'm just a lush. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. I love Rita's water ice. It's so good. I almost wish that those those trucks would still drive around with the bell with the water ice. It wasn't Rita's. I forget it was Bell. Oh, it was the, the well, it was the little yellow one. It was yes. so tiny. It was yes. like a clown car. I wish that they still drove around. I'll take Mr. Good pretzels Softy. too. Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. We were spoiled growing up in the Northeast, man. I mean, we still live in the Northeast, but the shit ain't the same. So, I uh, dude, um, I'll never forget the guy that made pizza. Like oh that, my the, god. The, the ice cream truck that came down oh with pizza. It was god. literally the thin crust pizza. Oh, like Parkwood dance I'm pizza. Oh my god! I just had pizza for dinner too. Oh my uh, god! And now I want lucky. more, bro. It oh so good. Like I'm sitting there thinking when we were walking home from from school 
at the corner of Dunks Ferry and Belgreen, there was always two ice cream trucks back to back, and we would just go get candy cigarettes and Laffy Taffy's and WWF bars with the cookie and the chocolate and the vanilla ice cream. And now I'm sitting there thinking, we had a dude who brought us pizza. No, we, dude, we had it good. We, we had it good did. back in the day. You remember? Oh, oh my God. Misto shake. It was like a chocolate shake in a cup. That's all it was, but it was amazing. Oh my, I, just, I don't remember that one. Oh, that was like my go-to after the WWF bar kind of saw its end. Oh my God. We still have Jack and Jill starting to come around a little bit more now. Yeah, but nah. Mr. Softy's every day I'm over at three o'clock. And like until I see the until I see the guy with the pizza or I see, like you said, the the yellow it, car. I don't do I don't I'm good. Re, uh, cherries, re, uh, Rachel's. I can't I can't remember the name of it. But regardless, if you're from the Northeast and you remember this, please let us know. DM us. Bring us into your nostalgia because this is us as kids. Sam and I grew up around the corner from each other. So there's a lot of times we would share a jolt cola and rc oh, cola so i was gonna say or people that that don't have this so what do you have what, what do we what, what was like something that always came around your neighborhood oh that that's a really good question too maybe we could sh- maybe we should start a question of the week on social media and this could kick <laughs> who knows but we're gonna go over the, that top three before we start in our movie section where everything got a trailer and we're gonna talk about every single one of them in painstaking detail plus some other news has dropped even as recently as today that we'll cover in the TV section. Guess what? Another trailer. Loki got a trailer and we are going to give our impressions. So put your spoiler hats on our impressions of the Falcon and the winter soldier. Now that it is three episodes old. Now, by the time you're hearing this episode four has dropped, but, but it hasn't for us as this, as of this recording. So we're going to do our halfway home impressions and then we'll do our overall thoughts on the show when the show is done just three weeks from tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this. Sam will take over in gaming where Xbox Game Pass has some huge hitters that I'm really excited to talk about. Streets of Rage 4 getting DLC a year after launch. Sign me up as one battle royale dies for Nintendo. Another rises like a phoenix from the battle royale ashes. Some news on E3 and Resident Evil before I review a really unique EP in the music section, and Sam will finish this out with his weekly WADA. But let's start where we customarily do with our picks of the week. I finally finished. I rewatched Dexter. I hey watched now. all eight seasons, 96 episodes. And dude, it's it's a phenomenal show. It's I think it's probably in the top 50 of best shows ever made. Like I truly think yeah, Dexter is a fantastic show. It, I would it, agree. It's, 50 it's, is it, a good number, yeah. It it gets okay. Spoiler warning if you haven't seen Dexter. So if you if you don't want to say, just fast forward this for a minute. The only thing in my whole thing where they slip up is Deb's feelings towards Dexter. I feel like they that that that's a miss. Yeah, and I think it was like the last two episodes. Now keep in mind that we are watching it still as uh, well. Whatever, go ahead. I've seen it. I know what happens. Yeah. So do you remember the guy Max Clayton? Mm-hmm. When De- uh, when Dexter's going back to his apartment to go get his stuff to leave, you're telling me he enters a room. Who he's a detective. He knows what's going on. He sees a known serial who they're looking for. They know who he looks like. He sees him strapped and just says, oh, oh, help me. Oh, okay. He's a detective who knows that when he looks like that, he's a serial killer. He just unhooks him and then gets stabbed in the chest and dies. And then he escapes. Never to be seen. That just just run me the freaking wrong way. And and, and of course, obviously, him just going, just, just dumping Deb like she's just another piece of trash like everybody else to him. And 
he goes in, in, into the hurricane and he's a and he's a fucking lumberjack. I don't care. I, I miss that his father's not there. He was my favorite part. I, I love I love seeing Harry. Harry's my boy. Every scene he's in, I'm like, oh James Ramar, he's the man. Every time. Uh, but, I think of Raiden from Mortal Kombat Annihilation. True. I mean, yeah, then you could go there. But I mean that besides that, like that whole scene with, with Max Clayton was horrible. Like they just ended that show so freaking shitty. I cannot wait to watch these 10 new episodes to give this like it it truly needs a better ending because it is literally just too freaking good 90 i would say 94 episodes are great but the i would say at least the last two are are not they just fall apart fast but uh, if you want to watch just five seasons and stop you're good just watch five you're good yeah that's kind of the consensus for me was i was always all right after the season with um Oh, what's her face? Julia Stiles. I'm kind of done. I want to rewatch it because Ashley doesn't remember anything that happens even yeah. if she watched it with I me. I mean, I enjoyed season seven. I mean, six was okay. It, it has its moments because you love the cast. Like, yeah. so it's like you like it, but some some like stupid shit happens. Well, you let it slide because you love the show and you love the cast. But, you know, it, it, it did the ending. It just didn't stick the landing. But I'm hoping they, they figured out something these last 10 years, almost 10 years, that they, they could tie a bow on this awesome show. That is Dexter. Please watch it. I'm so excited for that reboot. And I wonder if they're just like, I wonder, I know it's supposed to take place after the final season, but I wonder how much storyline is going to actually carry over or if they're going to try to still alive. Just (laughs) if they're just going to try and like retcon it real quick or or something like mention how dumb it was or something. Well, if we see Deb, we know that they retconned it. There will be no Deb. Yeah, that I know, is, I know. It's is, sad but true. Yeah, I I have a sinking feeling Aster and Cody are going to come back. And either they're going to be mischief makers and he's going to try to like be the person who puts a stop to we it. We have or, to see like, Harrison. Uh, or it's going to be, yeah, him passing down or trying to be the Harry to Harrison. Like that could be the, the thing there. So we will see. It's a long time out. I have a sneaky suspicion it's going to be delayed into 22. But we will see. They say 21. Uh, I couldn't be more excited. I know, obviously, you couldn't be more excited. My pick of the week is a video game, uh, and it's DLC. And this is a game I bought at launch in 2017 uh, in July, I think, maybe June, July. I think July when I was inebriated laying on my couch one weeknight or weekend night. No, weeknight because I bought it at launch uh, at midnight, somehow still awake, somehow still inebriated. uh, (laughs) And used a credit card when I did not have the funds in my actual wallet. So it was a a fun story. Never thought I'd be into a strategy game. And this, you can find it on Nintendo switch. It is Mario plus rabbits kingdom battle. Uh, When this came out, I gushed about it on the pod because I never thought I'd like this game. And I remember doing impressions like this is a game where it's, it's like baby's first strategy game. So you can kind of understand it, but it's hard as shit about halfway through. It gets really hard. So it gives you a really nice learning curve, like like 10 hours of a learning curve where you probably will maybe lose once or twice. And then it just kicks you in your fat ass. <laughs> uh, and I got stuck on chapter three, five, which is actually about two thirds of the way through. And I never oh, went so you're back. almost on. Well, no, I never went back. This was in two, 2017. I last played it on my honeymoon. On the plane to the Bahamas. Last time I played it, I gave up because I lost three times on a flight to the Bahamas and never went back to it. Always wanted to, but never did. And then very recently, it was on sale. It's a $60 game. It was on sale for 10 bucks 
on the eShop. And I was like, man, I, I know people are going to start buying it. It's going to get some buzz again. And I'm kind of getting the itch to play something at night in bed because I'm kind of over everything else. And I'm looking for that bedtime game. And there was no better perfect thing. And I see that the DLC is on sale for five bucks and it's usually 15. So I'm like, I got the game. The DLC is five bucks and you get an entire story add on. Let me just get that. And I'm going to beat this game. I went and I think it was like 22, 20 to 22 hours later, hundred percent clear. So I am psyched. I I got my friend. Every treasure chest beat every battle, unlocked every character, every weapon. Went How back many hours? and got uh, total. Now I have forty-two. Um, that That's includes not bad. that okay. includes the first playthrough, which was somewhere in like probably like ten. I'd imagine so about thirty something hours with the DLC. By the way, hundred percent of the DLC as well. Uh, there is a rabbit that gets a VR helmet stuck on its head. His name is Spawny. He brings you into the Mushroom Kingdom and all the rabbits, like uh, Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Yoshi. All get taken over and get rabid forms. So you have the real versions of the characters and the rabid versions. And you have to basically get Spawny back from Bowser Jr. And all this craziness happens. And of course you fight Bowser in the end. He took me four tries. Hardest shit. Final boss. Three stage. Three phase boss. Like blew my mind how difficult it was. I mean four tries is nothing though compared to what we went through with Crash. Or at least (laughs) each battle is like a half hour. So so it's it's a strategy game where you move in a grid you uh pick that you want to fight and then do a technique and then heal and then do this yeah and you do that with three different characters and then everybody on the other side takes a turn and it's a it's a tactical strategy rpg game so it's like not your normal mario game and if you're looking for something like that a ch- total change of pace but with recognizable lovable characters uh even though it went back up in price it will be on sale again it's on sale very often uh on the switch to me this is a top 10 switch game and the DLC hmm. is uh, Donkey Kong. It's Donkey Kong's adventure. So you you are on a deserted island with Donkey Kong, Rabid Cranky, and Rabid Peach, and you have to stop Rabid Donkey Kong. And it's really fun. It takes about seven to eight hours. Um, it's a little easier than the main game. I, I only lost one fight the whole time, and Donkey Kong's a little OP. But again, a completely different take on the Mario universe that I just – when I was done, I was upset. I was like, damn – I. I can never experience this again for the first time. And, and I kind of like, I want to play more. I was kind of hoping for more DLC to come out, but it, it probably won't, but I'm thinking we're going to get a sequel pretty soon. Uh, maybe announced this year, which would be nice. Go check it out on switch Mario plus rabbits kingdom battle. It's really, really, really good. And it's a completely different take on a type of Mario game that you could ever experience. And I believe you, if, if I can beat it, you can too. Don't get scared because it's a strategy, like a tactical strategy. Yeah, It's great. All right, Sam. Trivia time. Four and a half for you. Three for me on our race to 11. Win by two. All right. I got a Godzilla question for you. I will most likely get it incorrect. What monster almost ate Godzilla? Can I have the answers, please? <laughs> <laughs> okay. A, Orga. B, Kumonga. C, Manda, or D, Hedora? It's, uh, uh, I think you made up. <laughs> no, no, I, dude, I swear to you, every single one of these is a monster. All right, can you just say them again, please? <clears throat> a is Orga, B uh-huh. is Kumunga, C is Manda, and D is Hedora. <laughs> I know, dude, I, I was like, 
the, the other names were even more ridiculous. I was like, all right, I got to go with these. Um, A. Is that is that Orca Whale? Orga? A, A was Orga. Orga it is. <laughs> and, and Orga is correct. <laughs> yeah. Orga was, that was the Kaiju. Kumunga was a giant spider. Manda was like a, 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 a like a, a longer dragon, but it was just like, it was so thin. And Hidora was like, just like a smog, they, it, it, it was like a smog monster. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let me try this one. Oh my God. That's, uh, that's I, ridiculous. That's impressive. Out of all of them, you you went with, with the orca whale. I th- is it orca or orga? Orga uh, with a G. Yeah. No, well, that's that was what they call a shot in the dark. Uh, hey. I think you're going to get mine right too. Um, it's a Rita's water ice question. <laughs> oh my god! No, I'm not getting it right. I think you might. What Philadelphia suburb was the first ever Rita's water ice located in? Was it Morel? That's I will I will. Uh, that's not a suburb though. That's in that's still in the city. Okay, I got you. So I got this you. one is located outside of the city of Philadelphia, but it is a it is an immediate suburb. Uh, Look at that, giving him a redemption chance. I'm a nice. Yeah, guy. but I almost don't even want it, <laughs> dude. There's like I know there's a lot of suburbs, but it's a suburb you know. I mean, you know, you yeah, have but it friends could be that th- live it- there. You had a friend and a co-host who's lived there. So, it's no way. Let, let, let me hear the answers. I, I, I'm you got me double guessing myself now. Is it A. Ben Salem, B. Warminster, C. Horsham, D. Ardmore? Oh, shit. Let me hear it again. God damn is it, it! Is it A. Ben Salem, B. Warminster? C. Horsham. D. Ardmore. <sighs> Fuck. I'm, I'm 50-50. I'm going to go Ardmore. I never lived. That's the only one I never lived in. <laughs> the fuck? Uh, I said your co-host has lived there. I didn't, I, I didn't hear I didn't hear the co-host part. I, I thought uh, I heard like friend or something. I was like, uh, all right. Your uh, co-host lived there. I lived in Ben Salem. I lived in Warminster. I just lived in Horsham. And you picked the one I did live <laughs> Oh man, dude! I, I mean, dude, it, it's funny because like there's been a couple of times you went in and out, and I didn't hear what you said, and it was literally at that moment because yeah. I never heard you said that. Yeah, that's funny, but ah, yeah, it was, oh well. it was Ben Salem is the correct answer. Uh, it was named after whoever it was. I forget. It was named after his wife Rita. So, oh yeah, it's a, it's a loving Very guy. Sweet. But that that'll take us into our top three for the evening, which again, if you're in the tri-state area and you know Rita's water ice and it's delicious sugar water, uh, then you will be familiar with these flavors. And if you have a local water ice shop and some of these flavors sound delicious and you don't see it on the menu, ask them, say, can you make this? And I'll give you an extra dollar. Uh, let's go through our top three favorite flavors of Rita's water ice. I feel like I'm still a child. So my number three is blue raspberry. It's like the sweetest, it's like the sweetest thing they got. Your your tongue's blue when you're done. All three of mine are sweet, disgusting messes. But yeah, that blue raspberry is like, to me, that's like a better icy wrong. flavor. You know you know what you're getting. You're like, okay, boom, I'm going to be happy with this. It's, it's yeah. a safe bet. It, it is safe. I just feel like it's more of an icy than a water ice. Like if I go to the movies, I want a blue icy. And that to me is kick ass. But maybe a water ice might be too much. Do you get it as a gelati or just straight? No, just, just straight water ice. Good for you, my friend. Takes a Takes a brave person to get a blue raspberry chocolate water or gelati. Uh, but anyway, my number three, it's a newer flavor. Um, 
And what Regis has started to do recently is kind of just throw things together and just name it new shit. And this one is strawberry. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had something. Yeah. I was like, are you okay over there? <laughs> strawberry colada. Uh, it is coconut or pina colada. They have a pina colada flavor mixed yeah. with strawberry water ice. And it is delicious. I feel like I'm on an island as I'm eating this 1000 calorie uh, like you I see, like before, sugar water. I I don't know if it's like if I'm old school. Like I just want my water ice. They like I love ice cream. They throw all this other shit on. I'm like ah ah. I feel like they're messing. I don't up want my the cream ice. ice though. It's not cream ice. This is actual water ice. I don't do the cream okay. ice shit. I don't okay. do the cream ice. That's not my thing. That's Ashley's thing. I hate the cream ice. Pina colada is just a coconut flavor. It's just coconut and pineapple. That's really yeah. Yeah, right. which my number my number two is pineapple. It's like okay, I, it, whether it's if they don't have pineapple, they have the pina colada. It's like I can go eat the work because they I feel like they taste almost the same to me. And I didn't know you were a, a coconut man though. If you're growing pina colada, you're a I, coconut man. Yeah, I mean, I I I guess like I, I feel like every drink I've had with it in it, like I I I've enjoyed. Like I I never turned it away. So and, and yeah. but I'm definitely a pineapple guy because like I I'll buy the pineapple and just cut it up right from the thing and it's it's phenomenal. Oh yeah, me too. I'm a, I'll dice a pineapple fresh and eat the whole damn thing. I love pineapple. Yeah, There's people golden... people get scared because of just like the spikes. Like it's so simple. Once you do it a couple of times, you have it down to a science. Just cut the ends off and then trim it. Like it's yeah, not exactly it's not hard. If you fillet anything in your life, you can cut exactly. Um, or it's your good at crash course on how to fillet something. They also have golden honey pineapples, which are delicious. And then those pink pineapples in a box, if you've ever seen those, they're really good too. I'm a pineapple man. It's I'm like a connoisseur favorite. in pineapple. It's my favorite fruit is a pineapple. So we're, we're talking the gold right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love it. That's a good call out. I like, I've never had the pineapple water ice though. So maybe oh, you, you, you should. I, I think it's, it's a nice treat. Yeah. You know what? I love anything coconut flavored, but you know what I hate about coconut? Actual fucking coconuts. They're disgusting. Con- but- um, it, it, it's as weird as it is same <laughs> i i just they i love the artificial coconut flavor but the real shit can go fucking kick sand it's terrible i mean the, um, even I, the, the coconut the smell of the shampoo smells phenomenal it you does know? It i love every, everything coconut but the, oh. eating actual coconut it's so true if you ever had coconut water it tastes like pure rat poison so uh there's that <laughs> but uh my number two is island fusion oh i never even heard of that love the island fusion and the one at Nisham. I'm so basic next to the dunks always has island fusion. If I need a kick, I just go there. It's basically like pineapple. Yeah, It's tropical. I just think tropical fucking mix. Pineapple, passion fruit, uh, banana, strawberry, all mixed into one. And it's just like if you've ever been to the Bahamas and they're out of strawberry colada, you get the island fusion. (laughs) My number one, it's since I've been a kid, it's mango. I've, I've never, I've never strayed. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm basic, basic three mango to me is not, nothing is better than a mango and a pretzel. It's the uh, best combo. Do you dip the pretzel into the mango? hundred yep, percent. With the salt or do you eat the salt off? I, I try to take as much salt off as I can. Yeah. I, I got to watch the figure a little bit. I'm with you there. <laughs> <laughs> mango is delicious. I just had a mango recently for the first time in a while. It was just like, it, it just hit, it just hit hard. I love it. I mean, and they're, like, they're like two different tastes of like when you're eating an actual mango in this mango, but for whatever reason, I, I, I it's a shit ton of sugar still, but I love it. They just added a, a new flavor, like mango split off and did a bunch of different like flavor combos. And one of them is mango strawberry. 
and that is delicious, uh, man. I'm, delicious. I like strawberry, so I'm sure that is delicious. The one on Route 13 just just had it the other day, and I just went and got it, and I got two of them because they were so damn good. I said, can I try that? And he said, yeah. And I said, can I get two larges? He was like, you just <laughs> want a quart? Can I get the cartons, please? Thanks. <laughs> he said, you want a quart? I said, absolutely not. I said larges. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. My number one is Take Island Fusion. And what's the best part of it? Passion Do your fusions. Fusion. No, no, no. Island Fusion was my number two. Take Island Fusion. Take out the best part of it. That's passion fruit. The best type of water ice is passion fruit water ice. My favorite type of anything is passion fruit. Bubble tea, just regular old green tea, black tea, water ice, soda. I don't care. (laughs) Except for Nifty 50s passion fruit milkshakes. That is a definite mistake. Don't get it. That doesn't even sound good. It wasn't. (laughs) I just immediately got a black and white instead, and it was so much better. Um, But now you know that I just got Nifty 50. That's funny because my opening was almost milk was a bad choice. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, passion fruit is my favorite. Almost anything, and it's no different with the water ice. It's just delicious. I do not, however, recommend it in a gelati. If I'm going to go gelati, I'm just going cherry. Just a good cherry vanilla gelati is my my Mm. go-to gelati there. Sometimes the Swedish fish, but... I can't do it. I can get a little sweet uh, there. And so I'm ki- you kind of got to be in the mood, but I'm in the mood to do some movie talk. Are you? Are you go with that? Let's do it. Let's do some movie talk. And we're going to kick it off with a shit ton of trailer reactions. We got one, two, three, four, five different trailers to talk about. We'll kick it off with Black Widow, which before we get into the nitty gritty of it, I will just say. While I still have not a, a huge urge to see this film, I thought this was the best representation of what this film was. Hundred percent. This clearly, I mean, obviously, to both of us, was the best trailer they did. And but I still think I'm still like in the same boat. Like I want to see it, but I'm not in a rush. I'm not gonna go pay thirty dollars for Disney Plus, and I don't think I'm gonna go to the theaters since ours is only open three days a week right now. I, 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 I I'll, I'll get to it eventually. I'm just, I'm just not in a rush. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I waited this long. What's like another couple of weeks? Yeah, I just wasn't feeling it. I, I have very little urge to see it. Like I said, maybe Disney Plus, you know, if, if maybe uh, I, I don't know, I have somebody over and we each pay 15 as opposed to the full 30. But at that point, it's like, who would I want to come over my house right now? And pen- I just I'm still kind of weird about that. You haven't even been over my house in over a year. Well, so, I put it, you know, go out on Facebook. Any any of my friends vaccinated? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'll be halfway there soon. Um, but yeah, if if it showed a little bit of depth to the character, it 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 made it so it's not just a prequel story. Like I I, I appreciate where it's going. David Harbour's character still seems really interested. Interesting. They brought in the his daughters, I believe. Well, I mean, I still think it's kind of what everyone said from the beginning that it's basically going to set up like the next Black Widow, which clearly it's kind of exactly it's setting up there, which it it looks like it's doing great. Like that, the battle with her and Taskmaster, like falling from that plane, like that looks awesome. The fighting scenes are great. Like it's this movie's like three years old. It it just it's got to come out. (laughs) It's it's already been too long. I feel. Yeah, I'm, I don't know, man. It's it's it had a huge number of views on YouTube within its first 24 hours. Like it's killing it that way. I think people are starving to to go back to the theater. I think people are starving for a Marvel movie with the success. Yeah, but then Suicide Squad came out and then broke everything. Well, this came out after the Suicide Squad. <laughs> but I, you know, I I just I have a good feeling that this is going to review well. I have a good feeling that this is going to do solid numbers box office. It's going to beat Godzilla versus Kong. It's going to probably take Marvel's going to be fine. Yeah. I I have a good feeling that it's going to be critically 
you know, acclaimed. And I just, I still don't just have a huge urge to see it. I'm going to for this podcast. One of us has to. I mean, like you're usually the movie guy, so I don't have to worry about seeing shit when it comes out. If you're not really interested, I'll bite the bullet. So that way we can at least have somebody talking about it and giving impressions of it on the show. Um, so, I mean, you know, who, who knows? What's me, Greg? We, we paid 30 bucks and we watched it. <laughs> listen, I could you. You could give me 15. I'll give you my logins and then we could just watch it at the same time. And there you go. I think maybe that could be a strategy. I, I don't I just don't know. Here, but, take take notes, guys. Take notes. Yeah. If you have a friend, just give him your logins. He or she gives you 15 bucks. And you call it a day and then you're just at the movie. So just jump on FaceTime and you can watch it together from the comfort of each one of your own houses. We just gave you the life hack on how to do <laughs> Disney plus premium access. Uh, again, we don't want to go into like details of, of every single thing that happened. They know, the they know what this movie is about. <laughs> the, the trailer has been out for two years. <laughs> for real. This is it, for me though. It was the most exciting look oh, at the easy, film. Easy. It was um, the best one. And I feel like, and they do this all the time. Movies do this all the time. The first look often leaves you questioning. And then that final trailer before it jumps, you're like, hell yeah. I I get the strategy behind it. If you give somebody a good look like that two years in advance, it can get a little like people can forget about it. And if you hit them hard at the end, it gives them that interest to go see it. Then I understand that. But boy, this trailer would have been really well served earlier on than just two I mean, or three months i i definitely agree with that but I, I still there's still something about the taskmaster that i'm not 100 percent on his costume okay so i don't That's know if fair. they're i don't know if they're hiding something but as of that like it, it, it didn't well me i just want to say that are you talking about specifically taskmaster yeah just, just taskmaster everyone else looks cool I, I can't wait to see her in the white suit like that's going to be great yeah, it's so funny how they do the superhero pose, man. She fl- jumps down onto the bridge. She lands on one hand and both knees and then looks up slowly. It's like, is that in every superhero movie, dude? Like every one of them? <laughs> I, I think it's a staple. It might With, be in their contract. Without me giving a final opinion on this, I'm going to hold off until we get to a different trailer because my feelings on a different trailer we'll get to in a minute are encompassed here as well. And I don't want to give away my thoughts on a trailer we have upcoming. So when we talk about Jupiter's legacy, uh, I'll kind of hit back with my final thoughts on this because they tie together slightly. What about you? Anything else before? No, I I think we're good there. The next one, arguably the worst trailer I've ever seen in my entire life or anything ever. And I'm really, really not at a loss for words for this one. It sucked. I have no interest, but I'll watch it because it's free. Space Jam, a new legacy, got its debut trailer. What are you thinking about LeBron and the Doom Squad or whatever it is? Goon Squad. Yeah, I, I, dude, I'm in the same boat. Like, this was legit one of the worst trailers ever. I, 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 it, it, it was bad. Um, Again, maybe I, I, I don't want to like we're biased. Like, we loved the first one. We grew up in that like, like that kind of time. But this one felt like they wanted it to be like Ready Player One. And they just kind of threw everything up here to see something stuck and I know they. Th- I think the budget for it was like 162 million dollars or something like that. I I don't know. I I think again. I think WB missed a boat on this movie. I I I mean again, it's free, so I I definitely want to watch it. But I I, I it's nowhere near going to come close to the first one. Like it, it doesn't even touch it. Uh, I, and I'm trying to be nice here. <clears throat> I think what lost me was you have a storyline that is literally hand thrown together with a kid who doesn't need to walk away from his dad, but does and then gets lost. It doesn't need to happen. The bad father angle has been played a billion times. Then when you get there, now he's animated all of a sudden. I don't want animated LeBron. Just give me regular LeBron the whole time. 
in an animated world. I know they get back to it eventually, but I don't need that piece of it. And also, like Damian Lillard and the other basketball players that are going to be involved in this movie are now like robots and golden and like they looked like dog shit. They looked horrible. Yeah, like, dude, I the goon squad or whatever in the original, right? The hand draw giant monsters. They're just, they're just your typical monster. They don't look at all like their basketball counterparts. They have like some traits like Sean Bradley and Charles Barkley. You could tell that the basketball players from the two, the goon squad or whatever were, were like visions of, or like the actual monster versions of these basketball players here. They're making Damian Lillard, literally a robot with his own likeness, but CG and bad CG. And I'm just so over it. And plus, you picked some players that I, man, who gives a shit? Like, Damian Lillard's awesome, but a lot of the other players you chose to be like a part of the villain team, man, they are some rough names. And I'm sure LeBron was like, got to hand pick those. And I'm not so, I mean, like, again, like, so, so, you know, we had Jordan, there was, you know, we, like, the, we had the dream team was all in ours. They have what? Clay Thompson, like you said, Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, Chris Paul. Draymond Green and Kyle Guzma. Anthony Davis is his teammate. Half the other players in here aren't going to be relevant in five to seven years. And I'm not, basketball is not my favorite thing in the world, but I know the NBA and I know it's players well enough. Like we're talking about, look at Muggsy hand in Iraq again. We're talking about Sean Bradley, Charles Barkley, (laughs) Michael Jordan, and like literal hall of famers. And here I'm, I'm not sitting here campaigning for Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, because I'm a Sixers fan, but like, a lot they, of these, they, prob- they, they probably passed. Guzma, who gives a shit about? Oh man, it was just it was just rough. Plus, they looked horrible. I just thought this trailer was the epitome of you're reaching, and this film is not only ten years too late, but just so completely unnecessary. Yeah, and Malcolm D. Lee's directing it, and he directed Undercover Brother. Huh? Wow, that's a you got a Oscar worthy succession there Uh, yeah again i'll 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 watch it somehow but i'm i'm not looking forward to it this is like uh i'm editing the pod and it's on in the background but like begrudgedly like i'm just like like, that's how i'm cleaning my house and, and it's on totally like and i'm not really paying attention except unless they get Muggsy Bogues back, and he can handle that rock again. Yeah, uh, exactly. Anything else to say before we move on? No, no, I, I, I think we said plenty. This next one, Sam, I'm going to give it to you to kick off with uh, because I watched it. I just don't have a connection to it. So I'll, I'll let you kind of go on with Batman. The Long Halloween Part 1, we got its debut trailer as well. Yeah, and it, it, again, it's it's Part 1. Again, I, I don't know that they gave a release date for 1 or 2 yet, but um, – I found out when Jensen Ackles, I think, tweeted out that finally, as a kid loving Batman, I'm finally getting to play the role as Batman, Bruce Wayne. And then Troy Baker, he came out, he's doing Joker, which he he, he sounds very similar to Mark Hamill, which I don't I don't blame him. Like, that that's what's great. That's what we love. Like, I, I think you're doing, you know, like, I, I, that's what, exactly what I would do. Mm-hmm. David Dashmalan, who is Polka Dot Man in Suicide Squad, he's voicing Cal- uh, Calendar Man. Josh Dumal is Harvey Dent. Um, Billy Burke is James Gordon. Fred Tadascore, Solomon Grundy. So there's uh, there's this cast. Like I'm surprised they got this cast. Jack Quaid. Like I, I, I can't wait for this. This is considered one of the best Batman stories. Yeah, I just I don't know enough about it. The trailer didn't really do it for me. Now I watched it once and I didn't really think much else about it. I watched it when it dropped and it just didn't stick with me enough for me to to go back and watch it again. So I don't feel right giving this one 
either praise or coming down on it just because it's just not my thing. At least I have a childhood connection to Space Jam. At least I'm, you know, I love Marvel movies. So like the other two I could talk about this one. I don't really have a connection to animated Batman. I've only seen Batman Ninja. So like out of all the DC animated films, it's the only one I've ever seen. I don't really have. I, I, you still have either. to see the Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Like you have to see that. But but it's like the fifteenth. Aren't I supposed to watch the? Other nah, 15th? you're fine. You'll be. I all right. could go right to it. Yeah, you'll be fine. Is this something that you know? Obviously, you're in day one. Blu-ray purchased, Amazon pre-order at your yeah. house. Ready? I own the hardback. Yeah, yeah. I, I got all that. But like, is this something that anything in this trailer that was like? Ugh, Maybe they should have gone a different direction here. Or are you overall very just happy? I mean, it, it took me a little bit kind of to get used to the animation because their animation changes sometimes a little it bit. Definitely this was, was little, definitely different. Yeah, you know, it, it took me a minute to kind of to get used to. But it's like again, like with people that don't know the Long Halloween, like Christopher Nolan based the Dark Knight loosely off the Long Halloween. So there's some parts that he kind of took from that. And if you never read the Long Halloween, it's a 13 issue limited run written by Jeff Loeb, art by Tim Sale. Um. It basically comes around killings happen on holidays and kind of unfolds from there. There's a nice twist at the end. I'm not going to ruin that for you, but I'm interested what they show in part one and obviously part two. The cast is great. I love Jensen Ackles. Joker's great. Calendar Man's awesome. And and you can, and this is like the early stage before he's Two-Face. You see him as Harvey Dent and then he kind of gets to eventually Two-Face, but I, yeah. I, I, I can't wait to watch this this is this is day one for me uh the biggest it's funny when you say that about the dark knight too because the first thing i thought of when i saw those piles and piles of money in the trailer was like oh the joker was doing that in dark knight it's just there you go funny how they you know you make some connections sometimes in your head and then you sit there and you actually uh, bring those to life and it's like well i guess i wasn't crazy um but yeah yeah, you're right star-studded cast love jensen absolutely love jack quaid just uh troy all just i love the cast so if like something Josh to Josh Dumel, like Josh yeah. Dumel is Harvey Dent. Like what? If, if something's going to get me to see this, it's that cast. I just yeah. ugh, animated movies, man. It's just going to take me a minute to get there. So we'll yeah, I hear you. I hear you. The last two trailers. And we don't we don't do this all the time. Like if we sat around in every single movie that got a trailer that came out, we would have just a trailer podcast. So like normally we wouldn't go through every movie, but these next two trailers, they piqued your interest. And because you're my friend and it was important to you, it's important to me. So I watched them both as well. And uh, we're here to talk about them. And I have thoughts on both, which I didn't think I was going to before I watched them. And so I'm going to kick it to you first. And we're going to start with those who wish me dead. Angelina Jolie. Um, uh, bye bye. The guy from The Walking Dead, Shane. What the hell's his name? John, uh, uh, John Barenthal, right? Yeah, John Barenthal's in. Yep, uh, John Barenthal. Yep. So, uh, and uh, and uh, Little Finger, Little Finger's in here yep. as well. So, uh, this one was not what I was expecting. What did you think of the trailer for Those Who Wish Me Dude, Dead? I, I straight up had, even though there was no volcano, I had some Dante's Peak vibe. The literal thought that I had, the absolute 100% and- thing that popped in my head was Dante's Peak. And as soon as I saw that, I love that movie, and I just instantly love this trailer. And I said, "Oh, it's on HBO Max, May fourteenth. Perfect. I can't wait." Uh, Aiden Gilling was, you know, Littlefinger, Nicholas Holt, Angelina Jolie. Uh, dude, I, I, I can't wait to watch this. So, for those who have no idea what we're talking about, 
Um, and I have to imagine if you thought Dante's peak and I thought Dante's peak, I bet you were not the only two around our age range that thought that too, because it's just too wild of a comparison. But it's the first thing I thought of. I mean, there's you could fire. throw Volcano in there. They're for real. I mean, Volcano is the inferior film, but I, whatever. I agree. Agreed. But uh, for those who have no idea what this movie is, and I'm sure there are a ton of you out there that are like, what are these guys talking about? Those who wish me dead. I want you to think about uh like basically like california wildfires and like the devastation that they could have angelina jolie plays a fire uh firefighter who specializes in fighting forest here fires. let me sum it up as this a female driven neo-western set against a wildfire in montana's wilderness and well there you go and she's spaced she's uh uh, posted up in this big like house above the forest so she can kind of keep an eye out and look for fires off in the distance. And you think it's going to be that type of movie because the first part of the trailer really goes into heavy of like maybe losing somebody in devastation to the fire and like it just maybe the devastation on the town or the country. And then it takes a flip that I didn't expect. But if it's going to be part this and part this and combine it together, I think it's got a nice mix. Oh, yeah. It, it's a kid who's basically... Uh, the dad is assassinated. The car flies off the road. The kid gets away. He finds Angelina Jolie and the killers are after him. And there's the wildfire aspect and being hunted by killers aspect all at the same time. And I feel like that's a really different and unique backdrop for a type of movie we've seen a hundred times before. It's a different way to tell it. And I appreciate that. Yeah, it was. it's completely different. So like you said, we haven't got it. Again, and just, just funny that we thought of this movie, and I think maybe that's why we're drawn to it a little bit more. And it's on HBO Max, so we get to enjoy it. It's a little early birthday present for me, a couple days yes. before my birthday it yes. drops. I, I'm excited for this because I just – I didn't know really anything about it beforehand going in. I, I knew it was going to be on HBO Max the second you see Warner Brothers. You, I figured it was going to be an HBO Max release. And that's good because Mortal Kombat is really the last film – uh, on April 23rd until Suicide Squad. So this kind of fills that May void, which is really nice because one's April, one's June. Now we get something every month, basically, that we're looking forward to. So I'm excited for that. Jolie looked good in the role. She looked like she was dominant in the performance. I'm excited about that. Uh, I haven't really seen her in much lately, so it's good to see her kind of take a leading kind of lead yeah, role. Yeah, I feel again. like the last like really like good movie I enjoyed from her was Salt. Was, what? Salt. Oh, Saw. I was like, she was in a Saw movie? Yeah, I was, <laughs> I'm still kind of waiting for the sequel to that one. With yeah, that was, that was I remember good. that one. There was one where she was bending bullets. I can't remember what that one was called. That was Wanted. Was that really called Wanted? Yeah. Yep. Wow. James McAvoy. Yep. She, she like teaches the kid how to bend shit. Yeah, yep. that was cool. Um, and then uh, and then there's that. So I'm, I'm definitely looking for it. Anytime you can see Littlefinger in, in something, I always loved him. Oh, you know he's the bad guy. He he oh, yeah. is the best as playing bad guys. He really, really is the conniving like. And um, and yo, and we got yo John Bernthal's in it, so we can't forget him. So I I really enjoy this cast. And he's a cop, just like The Walking Dead. Maybe there's going to be a heel turn there. Maybe he's going to pull a Shane. You never yeah, know. Yeah. I would imagine he doesn't come back as a zombie this time. But uh, I am I am pleasantly surprised, and I can't say the same about our final trailer breakdown, at least in the movie section of Jupiter's legacy before I get into why that is though, I will let you go and say, what did you think of the trailer for Netflix's Jupiter's legacy? Okay. Do you know why I want to give this show a shot? The series was created by Steven S. Knight. Yeah. Well, that's creator of Spartacus. Okay. I'm just saying comic book series, right? You know, book by Mark, Mark Miller and Frank Quitley. It comes to Netflix May 7th. All I know is Josh Dumel. 
I know he's a good actor. And Leslie Bibb, she's been in a few things I like. Matt Lanter, he's a voice actor. She was in the Skulls, act- I think, and she's awesome in the Skulls. Yeah, she was. Uh, Matt Lanter, he's like a, he's actually a big voice actor, so it's good to see get him a live action. But I know he played in some of the DC roles, and I think he was even Anakin Skywalker in uh, Star Wars Rebels. And I, I, to be honest, I don't know nothing. All I know that it's, it's, it's they have superpowers. They were heroes in the 30s. Now they're grown up. Their their children are struggling, trying to live up to their parents' kind of expectations, or just to you know to live in their shadow. And uh, I, I thought it looks interesting. I don't know. I never read the comic, like I said, but I'm interested. The first generation of superheroes have kept the world safe for nearly a century. Now their children must live up to their legacy in an epic drama that spans decades and navigates the dynamics of family, power, and loyalty. Eight episodes, like you said, starting May 7th. This to me, it just, same thing with Black Widow, is it's hitting me with a little bit, just a little bit of superhero fatigue. I'm I'm kind of tired of it. No, I dude, I, I every show that someone's watching right now, it's kind of superhero related. You got Falcon, you got WandaVision, you got the boys, you now have this, you have the You have Marvel Invincible. Come, you have Invincible. Thank you. I was thinking that too. The comics are coming back or the films are coming back now. You have Suicide All the Spot shows I'm out. watching. Dude, we just I, had a four I am, hour like, Justice League cut. Yeah. I, I am like burnout. Like I, there's just so like there's so much and you're trying to like encompass and watch, find time and not to mention the Umbrella Academy, another superhero film on Netflix. Like it's just a yeah. lot. It's just yeah. a lot. And this trailer just didn't do enough for me to separate it from the other series and movies that are coming out. And we're going to talk about another series here in 30 seconds. Loki, that got a trailer. So like it's just a little bit of superhero burnout. Um, what I loved about WandaVision was that half the show wasn't about superheroes. It was a sitcom and it was a nice break from that. And even Falcon, I love yeah, the slower. I, show. I, I know, I know, we're we're, we're flip flopped on that, but like, hey, and that, and that's fine. Like, I'm glad that we both can enjoy this and enjoy that. Like, yeah. they're, they're, they have, they have, there's 27 shows. There's shows for everybody. It really, there's just so much, and I feel like everything that's coming out now is just superhero related. So I just have a little bit of fatigue. That doesn't mean I'm not going to enjoy it. Doesn't mean I'm not. going to Oh, watch of course, it no, I, dude, it. I feel it. Yeah, I'm just, I just struggle when i'm going to start this maybe Dude, i'll start I mean, it right away you never know i mean honestly i feel like the burnout's everything you know it's driving the prices up all these movies that are out comic prices are up games prices are up you had a, a superman comic sell for 3.25 million you had super mario brothers sell for six hundred and sixty thousand dollars. i mean it, it's it, it's madness. that was a nice copy of bros though 9.6 with the oh, fucking, it was, with the plastic hook tag on it still like you don't hang tab it. oh it's beautiful absolutely beautiful you don't get that every day. No, you know, that, that dude, that's next time that, that game pops up, it's going to probably cross 750. The last trailer we're going to break down before we jump back into some movie, actual movie story news, which will be fun, is the Loki trailer. Um, this one, again, the first trailer didn't do too, too much. We got a little bit, but this one gave us a bigger, better idea of what we can expect. And uh, you know what? This to me doesn't, maybe doesn't qualify as superhero burnout so much because a Loki's really more of an anti-hero slash villain, especially because it's based on the original Avengers Loki and B it doesn't look like there's a ton of action. It looks like a, almost like a sci-fi just kind of go on a ride type thing with him. And that makes me really excited. Uh, what did you think of the Loki trailer? I mean, I, I, he's, he is fantastic as Loki. He's great. I, I love Owen Wilson. He looks like he's going to be fun. 
I'm glad that we're finally going to get some more Phase Four of Marvel. And from what I read, they're already the second season's already in development. From from what I'm reading right now, so that, that's good to know. I mean, I I I trust the I trust them. I trust the show. I feel like I'll enjoy this probably just as much, if not more, than uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. Wow. Yeah, this one to me seems like more of a WandaVision-esque show where there will be some bits, but I think a lot of it will be the journey as opposed to the action that gets you through, where maybe in Falcon, the action is definitely uh, present and definitely helps move the story forward. Dude, Um, he has to go back and fix timelines that he broke. That sounds awesome. Like To me, WandaVision, you might have liked... I, th- I found it a little little slow, a little boring. This, I feel like the, the at least uh, Falcon and Loki, I think, are more up my alley. Loki, I, I love that the scene where he drops into the room and the guy's like, yeah, acknowledge every word you've ever said. And he said, that's preposterous. And then he's like, oh, yeah, and this or this is absurd, I think. And he puts another piece of paper on the top with this is absurd. Yeah. <laughs> and he has him sign it. Like, I thought there were some good comedic bits. Owen Wilson is playing Owen Wilson. And, 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 and that's and that's that's fine. Yeah, it's it's there's no hiding that he's got the same accent that he did in Wedding Crashers and he's got it's just John Ryan. I love it. I can't wait. (laughs) This this is of all the Marvel shows. This one, this one might be the most excited I am for one based on trailer footage, because I had zero expectation for WandaVision based on the trailers. Falcon was going to be cool, but I kind of knew that. Yeah, like, yeah, we already like we, it's Winter Soldier. We were already hyped for that. Like, exactly. I, I would probably agree. I would say like Loki and Moon Knight are like my two that I'm probably most excited for. Yeah, yeah. And Hawkeye can just go pound sand. I don't care about that one at all, really. But <laughs> I'll watch it, of course. It's no Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Uh, and so, yeah, this one, it, it got me again without giving away a ton of stuff. It's basically going to the he basically gets uh, maybe in imprisoned or taken hot or like arrested by or just taken in from the people who control time Uh, time variance authority yeah 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 the tva and like literally every piece of information that every person has ever recorded in history they've got it there and um i i just i love the idea of multiple timelines and taking place across a lot of different variants i'm I'm excited for the show is going to go I don't know how many episodes was it six again or maybe yeah I, I think it was six I believe I'm it was look six. it up just just really no it, it it's six episodes okay I, I'm looking at it so they got a lot of story to tell in a little bit of time similar to, to Falcon which could be yeah which is fine their time frame is the same forty to fifty minutes yeah so we got what is that June eleventh I believe it drops so we're talking right yeah. around the same time Suicide Squad I think it's the same day as Suicide Squad if not right around the- yeah, no we'll probably Squad, it'll probably August. be the same we'll probably get Suicide what? Squad's oh. August isn't it it's August 6th I thought August it- so we'll probably get what a week off from Winter Soldier and then it'll lead right to Loki um no Winter Soldier's only got three weeks left so Winter Soldier will be done by the end of, end of April May is gonna be uh alright so it's a little pause okay which, which is good I mean hey I could use a break from some shows May is gonna be the Bad Batch so that'll you get a week and then Bad Batch starts oh so I, I don't get a break Oh, you're gonna watch Bad Batch? I'm gonna pass on. Of Bad course, Batch. yeah. I'm, dude, I'm watching. Like I said, I'm gonna try to watch as much as I possibly can. Yeah, I'm gonna pass on Bad Batch. I don't really have any interest there. But uh, Loki looks fun. I really do. And, and if I were to like rank the trailers, I'd probably say Those Who Wish Me Dead and Loki take the top spots there. For yeah, me. I would agree with you. Cool. Let's get back into the movie section where we can actually talk about some news. Uh, the Batman will not release on HBO Max at least for the theater run thing. They're not doing the split that they're doing this year, it will get a theatrical run and will eventually hit HBO Max at some point. 
I mean, I, I think that's fine. I, I mean, by the time it comes out, hopefully we're all vaccinated and we can actually enjoy this movie on the big screen like it's intended. If all adults are going to be eligible by April 19th of this year, I think it's going to be well within reason to think that the theaters will be open. Yeah, I, I plan to see Suicide Squad in theaters. Oh, nice. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind that either. I probably won't because HBO Max is just a little too convenient for me. Um, actually, matter of fact, August 6th is just like two weeks before the babies do. So I don't know if I'm going to leave my house just in case I'm in a theater and yeah, pop goes the exactly. exactly. So, you got to be at home where you can at least pause it and come back to it. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. two years later, when I'm done raising two kids. Well, that, that's actually not true. Who just raises kids for two years? That was the worst. I was going to say, damn, Greg. I've ever said. <laughs> that, was, that was arguably the shittiest thing I could have ever said. And I do not mean it. Uh, 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 uh. So Thanks there's story. That. It's all right. I just found out that we're actually having a girl, not a boy. So, uh, you know, two months of thinking we're having a boy, and now all of a sudden I gotta switch my headspace and be like, all right, all right. So the nursery. Whammy. I, I'm glad I didn't start painting and, and putting down. Oh, that would have been horrible. Oh man. We, we waited till the the second ultrasound, and now we have a third one coming up just to confirm again. But there was definitely no weenie. Definitely none. So. uh <laughs> <laughs> uh getting back to to the show sly uh sly i do mean sly but when i say sly i mean sylvester stallone will not be in creed 3 directed by michael b jordan yeah and and again this was news when he said that after the second one that he wouldn't appear in more like i, I think this is fine i would love an end credit scene of three of just kind of him walking in seeing that he won the fight or lost the fight or so I, I think it would just be a perfect end credit scene just tell everyone you're not there and then you surprise everyone at the end i, I think that'd be fine he he did enough hasn't he been in every single rocky slash Creed every single one every, every single, single one. one yeah this will be the first one he's not in wow this is like it's actually a big deal. No, it, it is, but man, he's like seventy six years old. He he did what six or seven Rocky movies. He did two Creed movies. He he did. I was kind of hoping he would be the new Mick, though. I don't know. No, I, I and and if that's the route they wanted to, I mean, he probably don't want the role of the Mick. He probably kind of wants Michael to take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. Saw ten. So they, they they're going to call I, it I, Saw I, I, X. I, I, I. I, well, I, I, I I can't I can't believe it. It's still going. <laughs> Saw X is uh is is in the world. Wait, what? Where are we? This getting? is different than Spiral. This is okay. Okay, than... I was gonna say we're, we're getting something. Okay, so this is continuing is the a... original one with Tobin as Jigsaw. Got so it, got Spiral it. is a Chris Rock spinoff. Yeah, yeah. This is Saw X after I think Saw 3D or something was the last one. I can't remember. This the is last the one was 10th, the only one I didn't see. Tenth, this is the tenth film in the Saw franchise. Maybe Spiral would be included in there because I thought Saw 3D was eight, and then Spiral would have been nine. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, maybe they're in this. I would. I mean, they are in the same universe, Spiral. But I just thought it was more of a spinoff and not in the main plot line. But uh, what the hell do I know? My Saw game has been off since three. Three was the last one I enjoyed. So uh, one freaked me the fuck out, and then I kind of got obsessed with it. And two was fantastic. Yeah, two was great. I love two. Yeah, two, three was okay. We cuts a brain open. Like, that's pretty fucked. And then uh, I kind of just got over them. And then, like, you look back on them now and you're like, oh, like, they're completely unnecessary movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got it. But, yeah, Saw X, I wonder, because Tobin, man, he was old as shit in 04. I can only imagine 
Because he's like been dead fourteen times in these movies, and like, yo, he planned a lot of shit before his death. Yo, know, for real, this guy is just like, can you imagine him at a family barbecue? He's just like, who do I pick next? Uh, <laughs> anything else to add around Saw X? I just, I, I can't believe it. Yeah, me neither. I don't want to believe it. Netflix and Sony have struck a very unique deal where it uh, looks like that Sony films are going to be housing at Netflix post-theater run. This is interesting for a couple of reasons. One, uh, it means Sony's probably not going to get its own streaming service, which is, thank goodness. And two, the Spider-Man films, after three, because three is probably wouldn't be included in this deal if that's coming out in 21, because this deal starts in 22, uh, the potential Spider-Man future films like Craven and maybe even Morbius, if that gets delayed again, could be going to Netflix as opposed to HBO Max or Disney Plus or something like that. And I feel like I feel like Netflix had a pony up for this because I feel like they needed to kind of keep up with what you know Disney Plus has been doing, what HBO Max is doing. Like I, I feel like Netflix really did have to pony up this money just to kind of like keep up with the guys. Well, Netflix is is doing good original content, but where I think that they're not lacking because there's so much shit to watch on Netflix, but where oh I think God, they yeah. could improve is that third party content. And for you to be able to bring in a, somebody like Sony, who I personally think make terrible movies, uh, but regardless, they're Sony. Um, it's a big deal because Sony yeah. films carry a lot of weight. They gross well. Every, almost every Sony movie grosses well, even though to me, there are a lot of them are just gross. Uh, it's not a bad deal for Netflix. It really isn't. And for Sony, they need a bigger, I guess, uh, hub for all their stuff. And they don't have it. And Sony, I thought, was just going to make a streaming service, Sony Plus or whatever. And, you know, it would be free for PS5, PS Plus members. But and... they're probably thinking like us, like, oh, we can't throw them another streaming service. There's already 15 out there. Let's already jump on established one and, and Netflix. I think they ponied up like 300 or $400 million. Well, you look at like CBS All Access, which is now Paramount Plus, And you look at Peacock and you look at Discovery Plus and you look at everybody else who has a streaming service. And Disney Plus and HBO Max are the only ones that are standing out from the crowds of drawing in those huge numbers. I mean, like Apple TV plus has some quality content, but I feel like I'm the only person I know who pays $5 a month for Apple TV plus. Yeah. So, I, th- I think you're, you're definitely one of the few, but like, again, who's, who's doing it like HBO who's throwing justice league Snyder content? Who's dropping Godzilla. Right. Exactly. So that was HBO Max's claim to fame and Disney plus is Disney. They have over a hundred million <laughs> subs in a year. Like, yeah. That's unheard of. Uh, they're already more than halfway to Netflix's number of 180. And yeah. now you have Netflix saying we might well, like, like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They might uh, uh, come down on people with password sharing. And it's like, uh, what are you doing? It's so anti-consumer. And if they say, okay, we're just going to bring in some high, high like heavy hitting Sony films post theatrical run. That's at least a good third party get for them. And that's something that I can say, you know what? I got another reason to flip on Netflix because right now my streaming service that I go to is HBO Max. That's my number one streaming service right now. Oh, wow. It's, it's so good. The original content, the HBO Max originals blow my mind. They're so I mean, I, I'm, I'm still rotating. You know, again, like Netflix is always going to be great. Amazon has way more stuff than I even thought. So it's like, all right, you know, HBO I plan, Plus, I plan though, to do. The, the originals on HBO Max, you got Generation, Made, to, uh, Made for Love, It's a Sin. Like there's some bangers out there. Search yeah. Party. Uh, two weeks to live unpregnant, like some really, really good stuff on HBO max. And if you're not using that platform to watch those originals, you're missing out. You're losing out on a lot of good content. So there's, there's that good deal for both parties. Well in the hundreds of millions of dollars, I'm sure uh, there. So can't really go wrong. One story in TV as we transition. And it's really just an impressions is 
What are your thoughts of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier now that we're halfway home? I mean, I, like I said, I, I don't think it's a surprise, but I've been really enjoying the show. Like, I, I, I had no doubt. I was already into the trailers. I like the characters. I like them more than Wanda and, you know, Vision. Like I said to you before, I feel like these three and Wanda's three for me are completely flipped. Where mm-hmm. I love these three and then Wanda I thought was real, were the worst in the whole series. I, I like these characters. I, I like everyone's role in it and, and where it's going to. And I, I think we're in for a nice surprise. Uh, I'm just going to read. I'm trying to find it. I'm going to read what I tweeted about the show the other day. Um, I didn't use hashtags, so it's making it harder for me for me to find it. Plus, yeah, the Phillies. You, you tweet a lot. You know, Greg well, the, does, does. The Phillies have been. There it is. The Phillies have been on fire. So I've they, been, they really have been. It's been great to watch. I've been doing a lot of. Except that one game. Uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is good. It's not amazing. It's better than. It's not better than WandaVision to me. It still has three episodes to bring it home, and I fully expect it to deliver. I think that uh, on April 5th at 627 really encompasses my feelings on the show is I like it. I don't love it. I'm not looking forward to it like I was for WandaVision, but I fully expect at the end of these three final episodes for my tune to change. And I fully expect for me to look back on this when it's done and say, yeah, that was a great ride totally worth it and right up there with wandavision and what i expect to be right up there with loki for me though these first three episodes the first one was phenomenal i feel like the other two have kind of fallen off a little bit especially this third one i thought it was the weakest of the three although it was the longest and uh, i say again to each their own like again the first one i completely agree the first was great to see the backstory of kind of sam wilson try to get the loan go through that see bucky see what he's going through um, kind of see might have possibly have a friend. You see the flag flag smashers. You see Sam. He don't really the, the shield's not his. It's Cap, so he doesn't want it. And you kind of see his journey there. And that, like you said, the first one was fantastic. They 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 started off great. Uh, two, it starts off in the kind of the Good Morning America stuff with uh, Cap. A lot of John Walker this episode. You're really establishing John Walker as the new Cap. Yeah, and again, and people gotta lay off him. People, I think he he was the, the actor was getting death threats. Like, guys, calm the frick down. I like him. I think he's one of my favorite characters in the show. It's, again, like you know, if you know the comics, good. like he he's fine. Like he's stop. You know, it, it, this is a TV show, guys. Come on, and he's please. not going to be the Captain America of the future. Like it's going to be Sam. It's going to be Bucky. It's going to be one of them, probably Sam. And this is just a here's six episodes to get us there. Yeah. So the, by the time he has the shield, you're like, how the hell did he get that? Now, you know, like he's not going to be your cap in the next Avengers movie. I guarantee you that. Yeah. He's and, be and a villain, and, he's a villain. Yeah, and, and, and I love too, because it could, they show you Isaiah Bradley, a super yeah. soldier who fought the winter soldier in the Korean war. And to <clears> kind of show that he still has his powers. He's still alive. And then by the end of that, they're like, we got to go see Zemo. Yeah. And I, I don't know. One or two. I, I, I was, I was all, all here for, you know what I hate though. There's a lot of people online like bitch and why'd you bring race into this? Like, are you kidding me? It dude is literally source- in the comics, from bro. The comics, Go read a comic pulling book. source material from the comics. You idiots. They're not bringing in race. Like, Go read, yeah. go read a comic book. So. Yes. One of the two main characters is African-American and uh, is proud of his heritage. And the other super soldier, one of the other super soldiers is also African. Get the fuck over it you misogynistic people like yeah. this is a really good way i don't think they're hitting you over the head with it i don't think they're like suffocating you with no. like the racial overtones i think it's actually a really solid job of that done for me though like the whole episode that that kind of threw me off here was this third one with zemo i just didn't connect with him like i did in the movies and i just think to myself all right you know my theory is sharon carter's bad 
I think that I'm not the only one who thinks that. I think that might be the most obvious theory at this point. But like yeah, to me, people are she's saying she's the power broker. Power broker. She's yeah. probably if she's not the power broker, she's directly connected to him, or she works for Zemo. I could see that too. Um, but like, boy, howdy! I like the flag smashers a lot. So I wish there was even more of them on screen, except for like they get one speaking line each for every 30 minutes, like very, very spread out there. Kind of weird that she just blew up a building with people like they kind of didn't give you a reason why yet. But uh, they're really good. I I really enjoy, you know, Falcon. I really enjoy the Winter Soldier. Um, But man, this this last episode, it just it just didn't hit for me. And I was excited. I was super excited to watch it. And I kind of at the end of it was like, you know what? Maybe at a second watch, I'll appreciate it a little bit more. It was the only time since WandaVision debuted that I watched an episode without my wife there with me. And I feel like she adds a lot to it because she's asking questions and this, that, and the other. This one I watched alone at 10 o'clock at night on Friday by myself in my basement. So like it was a different experience that I'm used to. So maybe that had a little bit to do with it, but it just didn't, it didn't give me a ton of reason to go back. We still haven't watched it together yet. She still hasn't seen it because it just hasn't done a ton for me. And that's not to say I don't like the show. I do. It's just not hitting for me like WandaVision did. Yeah. And, and that's what I, I kind of figured after I read your, uh, read your tweet over there. But again, the, the, the third one, again, like you said, people were suspecting, again, I'm sure Sharon Carter had to do some bad things while she was in uh, Madripoor to just, you know, you just know she did some shit. I don't think she's the power broker. Like you said, I think that would be kind of too easy. But again, Madripoor in the comics, Wolverine's bar is called the Princess Bar in the comics. Yeah, if you get that, they, you see that there, which was was pretty freaking cool. Nice little call out there. Yeah. Yeah. So like again, you know comics, you know that's cool. And again, they're after the super uh, the su- super soldier serum. Sharon Carter kind of takes him to the guy. Bounty hunters kind of gum uh, come boom boom boom. And at first, again, I guess we have to mention the. The viral thing that's going now is Zemo dancing because Marvel released they the released Zemo cut. Zemo cut, yeah. And you got to admit, it, it, it's kind of it's funny because because he said in an interview he did more dancing. They they cut a lot of it, and then and it's just funny that Marvel released everything and everyone's like, "Oh my god, this is my favorite thing ever." Yeah, but again, no, I think it was fun. It was fun. I'll give you that. No, so so that was cool. And then the whole thing with the flag smasher, she kind of blows up a whole building, and, and then the, the end. What an awesome tie into to Black Panther. I, th- I thought that oh was. Oh my great- god! How did I forget about that ending? You're right, but at the same time, at the same time, all three episodes now have ended with a single character walking out. You see them for two seconds. They get mentioned at the very end. They walk out. You see their face. They say one thing, and the episode ends. All three of them: John Walker, and then Zemo, and now I forget who from Black Panther, but from Black Panther, and it's like. Dude, are, is every fucking end episode going to... And that was actually a huge gripe I had. Thank you for bringing that up. They've all ended the literal same with a different character. But one thing I, I did like with when they ended the first one with John Walker, it's two starts with Good Morning America with John Walker. And, right. and boom, Zemo is the end for two. And three, kind of, they're on the way to the prison ride with Zemo. So I kind of like how they did it where they ended and began. Ended, began. So I imagine the same thing should be should happen with episode four. Are we going to see Wakanda at all? Probably I, I, not. I don't know if we'll go there. I think there might be a mention where she goes back or he may have to go back and see them as the white wolf or something like that. But other than that, I, I think that's for maybe down the line. Yeah. So again, my overall impressions, good, not great yet. I fully expect at the end of these three episodes for me to fall in love with this show, just like I have with WandaVision and just like I presume I will for Loki, for you, 
uh, you know, your final just overall summary thoughts on the show. I, I think it's a solid probably 8, 5, 9 out of 10. Out of, for, just again, for me, I, Winter Soldier to me is still my favorite Marvel movie. Again, I, I love the story where they showed of kind of the old guy and that he kind of killed his son. And I, again, I just love how his whole history and the first time he sees Zemo, he goes to go in the Winter Soldier program to say the words again to see if he still reacts. And I don't know. I, I just loved everything about it. That was a nice touch. I will admit that for sure. Yeah, definitely a nice touch. So I'll take over here in gaming, and I'll start it off. The show 21 is coming to Game Pass at launch, as well as NHL 21 and Grand Theft Auto 5. MLB, the show, the previous PlayStation exclusive. We know it's coming to Xbox now. We reported that about a year ago, maybe a little bit less than a year, when that was announced that the twenty show the 21 would be coming to other platforms for the first time ever. But now, if you're an Xbox Game Pass subscriber, you don't have to pay for it. What in the hell? You're going to get the show the day it launches, the debut of MLB The Show on Xbox. You could get it for nothing. That is insane value and continues to be the reason why Game Pass is the best value in gaming. But not only that, NHL 21 is really, really good. It's my favorite NHL in years. I've been playing the hell out of it. A um, little weird in the in the be a pro mode with some of the storylines that they give you. But OK, you can kind of get past a hockey game for a weird story. And uh, I enjoy it. And also GTA five is back. It was on there before it got taken off for a while, but now it's back. The game that has been just running. It won't, it'll never end. Yeah. It's seriously, well, even after six comes out, if it ever does five will still somehow be in the, uh, the pantheon of gaming history. It's this best selling game ever besides Minecraft. So um, might even be, I think it might be the most profitable ever because uh, it costs a shit ton more than Minecraft does. I think it's a $60 game versus a 20. So, uh, but MLB the show, man on game pass. Don't sleep on that. That is an insanely big win for Microsoft in a month where they've kept on rolling with the good news where Sony's made some weird decisions, especially around the Vita. Uh, Nintendo has been radio silent. Although Jeff Grubb did say today, obviously very trusted uh, reporter, he did say today that we are going to get a direct in April around The Legend of Zelda. So who knows if that's true because he deleted his tweet. I think he probably saw. I, he, probably was, uh, he probably got fired and there he goes. <laughs> well, to me, that just means it's true, but who, I'm not here to, to talk about that. Let's continue on with the Xbox stuff. It's a great it's been a great month for them. We'll talk about Xbox again in a minute when we get into E3. Just remember the Series S. Shout out to the corner view who picked up a Series S. The Series S, which when I get an Xbox again, that will be my Xbox, is the perfect Game Pass machine. 300 bucks. Get yourself Game Pass Ultimate for 15 bucks a month. You get Xbox Live and I'm sorry, Xbox Network and Game Pass. And you can just go play hundreds of amazing games, including Halos and Crackdowns and MLB The Show. Enjoy that fantastic value. Streets of Rage 4 is getting DLC titled Mr. X Nightmare. Mr. X is the uh, main villain from the Streets of Rage games. And now you're going to go deeper down the rabbit hole with some amazing looking DLC for an amazing, amazing. Oh, I know game. you love this. Streets of Rage 4 was phenomenal. I beat it 11 times. I uh, just started playing it for the 12th because when they announced the DLC, I said, let me go just beat a couple levels. Uh, let me go beat it again real quick. Excuse me. It only takes you two hours or so. I mean, it's a beat em up with 12 stages. You can beat it in yeah. two hours. So. Uh, it, it's just, it was so good again. It's so beautiful. And now you get to play as a boss character, Elise, the, the female police, uh, person from, I think 
stage six, maybe two. I, I can't remember what, what level she's the boss of. But now she's a playable character. We're going to get extra story. We're going to get uh, new modes, new moves. They're adding new moves, like special moves and shit into this game. Like it, it's just, it's going to be hefty. I'm expecting a $9.99 price tag. If it's any more than that, I'm going to think twice about it. But if it's $10 or less, I am all over it. I cannot wait. Give me all the Streets of Rage 4 content. As one battle rail dies, another is born. Nintendo has inexplicably killed Mario. Uh, March oh, he's 31st. gone. He's gone. You know, March 31st, they stopped selling 3D All-Stars. They took away the Game & Watch, which I opened, by the way. I, I definitely am regretting that because uh, I don't play it anymore. So that was a big mistake. Uh, they they took away uh, the Super Mario 35, the best battle royale I've ever played. You're playing Mario against 35 people and you're, everybody's killing everybody else. It was awesome. And now that that's gone, at 9 o'clock at night on, I think it was Tuesday night, just randomly, 9 o'clock at night, they tweet out, starting tomorrow for free, if you're a Nintendo Switch Online member, you get a new Battle Royale, Pac-Man 99. Ah, it's lighting up Twitter, as I knew it would, because it's a free Battle Royale from Nintendo. Everyone's going to fucking play it. And uh, and boy, howdy, is it phenomenal. Now, my my thumbs are on fire still. From playing this game i played about 25 matches damn um, i mean a match takes a minute to three minutes oh, okay just, not bad you just play pac-man until you die but you're playing against 98 other people live online and as you kill ghosts they go to other people's screens and they get added to their game and as they're killing ghosts they can get added to your game and you can use strategy on where you choose to send them and when you don't so you got to play pac-man and all the and oh by the way it's not just ghosts because if enough enemies get sent to your stage red pac-man gets sent to you too and they're chasing after you so you can't just stop and you can get fucking destroyed by everything and it's madness in the best way possible because it's free i have yet to finish first in my 25 matches, the highest I finished was third. So I'm, I'm okay. That's solid. That's solid. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, it's okay. I'm looking for my first dub. Like I got my first dub in Mario in my, my second match. So I'm, I'm like, and I was, I was pretty I'm all set. I was pretty good at that one. So this one, I'm not a Pac-Man champion, but I love it. It's so good. And it's just a different, exciting way to play an incredible retro game. That was long dead. They do some good stuff with Pac-Man, but this is a different take multiplayer pac-man against 98 people for free sign me up man it's so good you can download it now on nintendo switch if you are a switch online member lego star wars the skywalker saga delayed as we figured this is where some games are going to start getting delayed yep um some some other you know the next story is gonna sorry be sean story and this was a fun looking one you got nine movies to cover in one lego adventure and now we're not going to get any of it because uh it's delayed. I think yes. it's delayed out of 2021. I cannot remember. Yeah, the I was going to say the, the way I read it, I was like, that's 2022. So if I don't, yeah, I don't even know if they gave a new date. But they did. They did it. If you were looking forward to this one, you just got to wait a while longer. PS5 exclusive Deathloop delayed until September 14th. PS5, like Sony has been shoving this game down our throats. Every state of play, every PS5 event, Deathloop, Deathloop, Deathloop. It's coming from Arcane and Bethesda. Uh, this was a PS5 exclusive, even though Bethesda has been acquired by Microsoft. This was before that deal went down. So it was going to be a PS5 exclusive and it's going to be one of the few PS5 exclusives. There's not a ton of exclusive shit to play. And this was supposed to come in May. It's been delayed to September 14th. That's a pretty hefty delay. Nice that it's staying in this year, 
But when you get towards that September, October, November, and those big holiday titles start yeah. to come out, it might lose some of the sales. It was clearly going to pick up in May when there's not a lot of stuff to play. Boy, man, that's a rough delay. You take your time. You make your game great. But from a sales perspective, you're losing out on a lot because right now people are starved for PS5 yeah. content. Yeah, I just hope they stick that landing. It doesn't get delayed any further. Yeah, this game never did it for me. I was never into it from the start. Um, it, a lot of people are loving it, and I'm so happy for them. Arcane makes good stuff. It's just not for me. Um, so the delay doesn't affect me in the slightest. I just think that the sales from this game are going to take a hit. Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Warner Brothers, Ubisoft, and more have been confirmed for the 2021 digital E3 event. So we're going to get our June Direct for the week of E3. We're going to get our virtual Xbox showcase where we're guaranteed to see Halo Infinite and its new release date. We're guaranteed. They have to. They have to. We are guaranteed to see either Gotham Knights, which I think is the case because they said to expect uh, some gameplay soon. So that that to me, when they delayed it, they said, look for more footage soon. That tells me it's E3. Or we could get Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League or both. You never know. But I think we're guaranteed some Gotham Knights. But you look here, Capcom, maybe some Monster Hunter stories too, but maybe some Resident Evil 4 remake. I don't think that's the case. Because yeah, there's think, no way the new Devil May Cry is ready. No uh, way. Right. It's just too soon after the, the other one. And Village comes out a month before. So I don't think RE4. I don't think Devil May Cry 6. That's years away. Um, although many people out there say it is in development. So let's you know hope that that is true. Or earliest 2022, especially if they just did the uh, Devil May Cry 5 for the PS5. Um, and, and Ubisoft, I would expect uh, Far Cry 6. So, I mean, like. You're going to get a big, giant E3 week. It just won't be the same because it won't be in person. But I am telling you, this is super intriguing. Um, it just It's great to see we're going to get digital press conference from Microsoft, and we're almost guaranteed that June Direct from Nintendo. That's only two months away, um, and it's already been two months since the last one, so we're halfway home. And if, especially if we get a Zelda Direct here in, in April, that's going to satiate that need for more content. So I am – and it's guaranteed for Breath of the Wild 2 news there. It's just guaranteed. And – and a smash fighter so like and again i think it's crash bandicoot at e3 i think he's a big that would be cool so it's it's just what a fucking time to know that e3 while it's dying and not everybody loves it um it's like everyone's still looking forward to it it's besides it's like it's up there with the gdqs it's just my favorite things in the gaming world each year i just look forward to those so much i'm so happy that i got something to look forward to because last year was just a bunch of jumbled digital events at different times where you're just like um uh, and speaking of one of those digital events, let's hit it with the last story. Resident Evil's next digital event will be Thursday, April 15th at 6 p.m. Eastern. So it'll be next week this time, right before we record. I don't know if we're going to get time to watch it before we record. It just kind of depends on how long it is. My guess here is that we are going to get another demo for Village. It's a month before Village's release. And in the source code on the PlayStation Network, Resident Evil demo was found today. So, and it was freshly uploaded. So I would imagine they're preparing another demo available now type thing, which sucks because I would love to have played it before we recorded to to talk about it. If this was just on Wednesday, it would be awesome. Um, But anyway, it's just, it's cool. We're going to get another one. The last one was pretty unnecessary. I would expect village stuff. I would expect another trailer for that Netflix movie. Um, And I might even that, that, whatever that Wesker one is like the live action one, I would almost maybe get a tease for that too. 
but I wouldn't expect too too much. Like, don't go into this thinking we're going to get Resident Evil Four remake and all that shit. It's just yeah. not it's just not there yet. Um, but there we go. Uh, that was the gaming section. I got one review here in music before your weekly WADA, and I am really excited about this one. And this was provided, however, by our friends at Big Picture Media, but with a twist. I proactively reached out to them and asked for review coverage of this EP because I was so excited for it. And I wanted to listen to it as long in advance as I possibly could. So I could gather my thoughts. This band came out of nowhere for me. I just was perusing YouTube one day, uh, on, um, uh, open your ears records. Uh, they are, I believe who, uh, they do house and home so that I'm, I'm subscribed to their YouTube channel. And, uh, when they dropped this video, I'm house and home are our boys. We love Pat. He was on the show last year. Um, I was like, okay, let me check out a new band that signs. I love these bands that signed these smaller labels. So let me check them out. And this band blew my mind. The song, no filter, great music video, even better song. Very every Avenue to me. I get a very, very big, every Avenue vibe from this band. I love that vibe, but they just released their debut EP called drift love drift. Initially. I love drifting. Hello. Initial D fans. Five songs, just under 17 minutes. It came out April 2nd, so it's hot off the presses. And normally I would recommend a song or two. With a five-song EP and one that hits this hard, it's just a banger. Every song, Pressure, No Filter, The River, Drift, and Back and Forth, all five songs, it doesn't stop. Hits you over the head. My favorite EP of the year so far. You cannot go wrong with this one. Wild Truth. The EP is called Drift. If you're looking for that pop-punk vibe with almost like a jazz like hard hitting fun guitar riff hook into your rib cage, rip it out like saw three. Oh my God. It's really, really good. Wild truth drift. It's available now. Stream it, download it, purchase it, support them. Open your ears records. Those dudes are awesome. Thanks to everybody at BPM for hooking us up with this, but I did ask for it as opposed to being approached because I just love this band and I could tell that I'm going to be listening to them for years to come. Sam hit us with your weekly WADA. Weekly Wada this week, PlayStation 2 game, Devil May Cry 2. People probably consider it the, their least favorite. I think I still consider the DMC when they try to do that reboot. I think that's probably my least favorite. But again, this one, again, it, people didn't like it because it, it wasn't as hard. as The first one was hard as shit. And this one was definitely a lot easier and the bosses didn't require as much, you know, like the first boss battles where they were way more difficult than this. And, and people really crapped on them for that, which I, I, I guess I understand. But I still think it's a little bit better than what people kind of give it credit for. But I have this in a 9.4 sealed, A-plus sealed rating. Came out in 2003. This was obviously the sequel to Devil May Cry. I'm probably going to butcher his name. Directed by Hideaki Itsuno. Produced by Katsuharo Sudo. And music composed by Tetsuya Shibata. Oh, Shibata. So not bad. And this has the first party of the Y-Seam seal with the Sony security uh, strip on top. Uh, obviously, developed, published by Capcom. Mixed reviews. You know, IGN gave it the best review with a 7 out of 10. GameSpot with a 6.4 out of 10. And Metacritic gave it a 68 out of 100. Again, real quick, just to beware for, for people who are buying a lot of games now, getting them graded because that's kind of taken over right now. Um, on the back of at least this game, it came out with, I guess, the second and third version where it came with a set. Like in the back, this one has like a barcode. On the other one, it'll say this one came in a set. Sometimes people put it for sale 
and they act like it's the first print and people get pissed when they look on the back and they see that it was part of a set and they get disappointed. So got to pay attention to that over there. Um, again, it's no surprise Devil May Cry is one of my favorite game franchises. I'm I'm still tracking them down. I think there was a 9.8 sealed um, that went on. I don't know if it was Comic Connect, but I think it went for like $1,400 for a 9.8. Mm. So that's pretty damn good. I, I don't ex- ever expect Devil May Cry 2 to sell for that much. But to get it in 9.4, I'm super happy about it. And that was my weekly water for Devil May Cry 2. And, and there's, there's none for sale right now. There's none for sale. How did you acquire that one? This one I just bought off. I either got it from Dom or I got it on Feebay. I think it might have been Feebay. Feebay? eBay. eBay. Oh. <laughs> again, and again, I, I bought this before before there was, you know, there's these high sales at auction, before like this kind of this this bubble hit and, and prices just skyrocket. I'm pretty sure I only paid like forty or fifty dollars for this game. Yeah. So oh, like, nice. I now I think there's a couple of raw I think you get for like sixty. I think there's might have been one for eighty or a hundred bucks. So it's like they're slowly going up in value, but again. There's only limited because how many sealed copies are there for of these games? You know, it's it's a little bit different than comics. Yeah, for sure. Oh wow, that was a fun little episode, my friend. And yeah, we got done. I just hit big on FanDuel because the Flyers went to overtime. Oh, they really? You son of a bitch! We talked about <laughs> it before we went. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I just I figured they go to overtime every time they play the Islanders, so why not throw a couple shekels? Uh, all right, my friends, thank you so much for hanging with us on episode two thirty two. Who? A lot of trailers to go over this week, but I think it was worth it. Nice, tidy hour and a half episode. We hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next week for episode 233. He becomes a fucking lumberjack?